What's up? It's Lisa Denae. You're listening to Sound Scrub, a place where I get to dissect the writing, production, and recording process of a song with the artist and producer. Everybody, I'm Miles Francis. I'm an artist producer based in New York City. And a fun fact about me is that I collect root beer bottles. Oh, <laughs> yeah. What is? Uh, can you tell us a story about that? <laughs> oh, yeah. I was planning this whole interview would be about that. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> a story about that is I, I have I couldn't tell you. I I just started one day. Um, it, you know, it's linked to, you know, questions about sobriety and, and different things like mm -hmm. that. And that's sort of what led me to seek out other options. Mm -hmm. And I've loved root beer since I was a kid. And I was at a random place in Pennsylvania and they had their own root beer and it came in a really cool bottle. And then it just clicked. I was like, I like this. This oh makes me gosh. happy. I'm going to just every city I go, I'm going to just see if they have a root beer bottle. I'm going to take it home. Yeah. So, Yeah. That's kind of cool. What What's the name of the brand of the root beer that you like? Oh, well, I mean, my favorite is Stewart's, the classic. Oh, okay. But but the the brand that started it off was called oh god, was it Dobbin House Tavern? It's at this random anyway. Y'all can Google it. It has a whole <laughs> thing. But you know, it's one of these restaurants that's been around since you know the Civil War, and just like they, for some reason, make their own root beer with a really cool label on it. So, yeah. Everybody go check it out. Dobbin yeah. House Tavern. <laughs> nice. Get a sponsorship yeah. with that too. <laughs> yeah. All right. Today's episode of Sound Scrub, we are going to be talking about Nature by Miles Francis. I do want to start with the lyrics of this song. So what is this song about and what inspired you to write it? Nature is about, well, I guess I, I wrote it after I got into a, a fight with my partner. It, you know, the fight culminated in, in me kind of storming out and, and, you know, storming into the other room, punching a wall and kind of like reverting to these animalistic impulses that 
for some reason for me was was a way to get out like frustration but in right after that moment i just felt the sinking feeling and this feeling of that it wasn't me like what what was that and what you know i'm i'm a person that thinks and has thought for years and observed for years just like male behavior and trying to trying to work through my own problematic male tendencies and you know i'm aware of these things and yet still i get into a fight and this thing comes up and it just made me question the idea of nature what is in someone's nature where did that come from did it come from my family did it come from my parents did it come from my grandparents did it come from the world around me just like movies and tv did it come from you know it could there's a lot of options and i just that grew into the song of nature and the idea of of what is in someone's nature wow but was that topic what truly inspired this song or was there you know some sort of guitar riff or or piano chord progression that you were playing with and then this subject matter came to mind yeah the song instrumentally existed a, a large part of it existed and then i wrote the lyrics and then and then smashed the two together and it just worked so the, the tune started out as as a, a standalone instrumental song i have a lot of able to make a lot of instrumental songs it's, it's more when the lyrics come in that that there are fewer of those it's yeah so i basically if i write a song with a lyrical idea i sometimes i try it out on a few different songs but but most of the time it kind of instantly gets linked to an instrumental idea i i was exploring or or i show up to the studio and just try to make something based around the lyric in this case it was it was something that already was percolating for me right well you have like these really cool moments in this production that i really enjoyed and thought went really well with with the even just the song title, you have this sound in the intro and then it kind of goes throughout the rest of the, the song where it's like, I don't really know what it is. I'm, I'm obviously hoping that you can tell me what it is, but it kind of sounds like wind mm -hmm. and it swirls in its way. So I wanted to know what that was. And then, yeah, if you were just kind of inspired by, I guess it would also kind of go with the lyrical concept, but I just wanted to know the story behind all of those decisions. Yeah, that sound is the Korg monotribe. And it's that's an example of like parts of the instrumental that came after the lyrics were mm. were integrated to the song. So the original mm -hmm. song, there was the beat, there was the the kind of bass feel, there was a synth bass bed to it and um, all the chords were more or less ironed out. And then once the nature lyric came in, it just, it just, everything sank into place. So the chord monotribe providing, I'll just do like a full pass through a whole song mm -hmm. recording sweeps on that instrument and, and then edit it later. And then there's also some breath, some breath work happening where I'm kind of doing these inhales and exhales that I then yeah. morph into something else. And that, I really love using breath in that way of just like portraying in this case, like that very fine moment when like a, in this case, like a man is coming into contact with their 
base impulses and then that kind of like internal math that happens if you were to like zoom in on that so for me that's a lot of like like breath stuff and yeah then and you know i eventually added strings and and a lot of other things to really heighten the drama of the song that once once the lyrics come in it's like ah it's it's the best because then you're just you're you're just shaping the song around what you're trying to say as opposed to just making an instrumental that you know sounds cool sounds good but it's maybe directionless or you don't know where it's going then the lyrics lock in and you're like ah yes this needs synthetic wind going through the whole thing yeah <laughs> was this song difficult for you to write no this was this was one of the easy ones for okay. sure just just came to me the second verse starts out i say swimming with my father i feel the current bring me closer to him and that was literally because i was in the ocean with my dad while i was writing the song and i was just thinking i was look. i just you know just popped into my head i was like here i am we're in this ocean i'm, I'm kind of we're both being moved left and right by the waves and you know so it's just one of those things where it's like oh this was an easy one some of them are not as easy but yeah right well even with I wanted to know your actually your decision behind the intro, because obviously those are really important, especially nowadays. You really got to capture the attention of a listener really quickly. So did you kind of already know what you wanted to do with the intro or did you ever play with, you know, starting the song like right away? This song pretty much has started the same way the whole time. I love the idea of sort of starting with a little remnant of what will come later. So mm -hmm. in this case, there was like a, the chords that are swelling up and the, the I kind of imagine it like it's, it's coming right off of the end of the song. Like if you could put the intro right on the end and it would kind of make a little bit of sense. It may be reversed or something. Anyway, the point being that this song, I never, I never imagined it as a, I think when you think about like what's a single or what, you know it starts to influence like how the song should start this song was has always been like a heart song and it was like yeah. this this needs to start like this <laughs> like there's just right. you know I, I it's not the most catchy opening by any means but you know there's other songs for that this one i felt like needed to lean more into like world building you know like approaching it more like a film or yeah, like a, a movie, a short of some sort, like where you're suddenly just waking up in this world. And to me, that was not going to be as achieved. If I just kind of started with the verse immediately. Right, right, right. Yeah, no, I definitely appreciated the choice to have an intro. And again, like those, shoot, I forgot what it was, but just like those wind, like, type of sound yeah <laughs> the, that type of stuff like having that in the intro I just really thought it was a great choice and it kind of just sucks you into the story yeah thank you um the when you listen to my I have an album um that's coming out uh called good man and this song kind of works and the intro feels a little different when it's like it's it's track number seven or eight and like the first track of the song literally starts with me counting it off. It's like a funky, peppy little track, and it's just me counting it off. One, two, duh, 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 and it goes right into it. Mm -hmm. And 
then by the time you get to like track seven or eight, it's, it's you get this where it's like this windy oceanic type of vibe and it's speaks to the overall arc of the album which is that in the beginning of the album i'm kind of there's more ego there's more it's more brash it's more mm-hmm. upfront and as the album goes on it all those it, 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 it all kind of melts down to like the core of like the emotion of it and so yeah the songs on the latter half of the album ease in a little more in that way um, right so anyway, for those who listen to albums. <laughs> no, I love albums. I wish I wish more artists would make like non-mainstream artists would make them because I do love that storytelling aspect. And that's what it seems like you've lined up, you know, with the album. So, yeah, I for better, that. for worse. I'm like an album person. and I grew up loving albums and, yeah. you know, I vacillate day to day on whether or not I want to embrace, you know, the single culture that we live in now versus mm-hmm. the album and you know i think it's a balance at the end of the day but sometimes i feel more like uh you know singles girl and then the other times i'm an <laughs> album girl <laughs> yeah yeah i totally feel that what would you say your favorite lyric is in this song definitely the, the chorus something in my nature governs my behavior at that line once i thought of it it really held me and i you know it's the type of line that like i you know i would write it i would draw it i would illustrate it it just it and this song particularly really just cracked open the rest of the album for me mm-hmm. and that idea of someone's nature and what is inside us and and people's two-facedness or you know the idea of not necessarily knowing why you act a certain way and looking at your family or, or trauma and all this stuff it all came out of that lyric something in my nature governs my behavior so that's got to be the line yeah what about your favorite production element that's a good question i this song has okay i'm gonna brag it has <laughs> well it has my favorite production moment of my album this oh, is okay. like the most I couldn't be more arrogant sounding right now, but uh, you asked. So yeah, the, the after the second verse, then it goes in the sec- into the pre-chorus, and then it all kind of swells up. And then in chorus two, it drops to like a small chorus, which is something I love to do. And there's it just kind of comes right down to the piano and the swells and the voice and the strings have this kind of dissonant held tone on the top. And it just, it, I don't know, it just, it, 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 it still gives me chills, even though I've heard the song bajillions of times, mm-hmm. uh, that that's a production decision that, you know, it didn't exist when I first wrote the song and then you put on your producer hat and you're like, okay, I need to, I need to break it down right here. So I guess that's not really an element. It's more of a moment, but I'm proud of that moment. I'll have to go back and listen to that. I love dissonance. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, yeah. It, it can go a long way. <laughs> yeah. Apparently. Was there anything in this song, like even just lyrically, maybe when it was like going through mixing that you had to like revisit and, and take stuff out? Yes, not lyrically really, but the original song. So in, in verse two of this song, you hear a new part of the foundation of the song is these kind of 
billow, billowing synths. They kind of sound like, I and think I remember those. that basically that was before at the, in the original iteration of the song, those synths were like the song, like that it was mm. the whole thing. And it was, a, it was what I first like tracked it. It's, it's these layered monophonic synths, the chord MS 20, where I would do one note, note at a time and build these chords and, and manipulate it to kind of open and close and come up and down. And yeah, it was, it was a production decision to basically bring that way down or even remove it until the second verse, when it kind of gives the second verse, this new little, oomph, this new little like pep in its step, which I, which is something I like to do as well. Like second verse kind of give something else and more little information. Right, right. So yeah, originally that was like the whole song and it just, it was too much to dance and right. it just sounded better to just have the electric bass, piano and voice really lead the song until the second verse when it gets its moment to shine. I also, I also want to point out, I love your vocal stacks that you created. <laughs> Thank you. I love creating those. Did you have fun? Too much fun. <laughs> too, too much fun. I, I'll never, ever get tired of sacking down vocals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You have like a mixture of ooze and laws in there. And I just, I really loved that. And I, I actually don't really get to hear a lot of that lately. Um, yeah. So I just really appreciate an artist whenever they do that. What was the decision behind placing them where you have them? I mean, I, I think you're right that we, we definitely are in a like singular vocal, very at, in front. Yeah. We're in that era right now. And mm -hmm. I've always, well, first of all, I'm, I'm there's, there's a lot of, to this, but I'm, I'm like, as a singer, I'm not a, you know, I can't like go, like Christina Aguilera style, mm -hmm. like point, point to all the notes and kind of like go down the scale perfectly. I rely a lot on ex expressiveness and mm -hmm. uh, just like inhabiting a character to get across, you know, anyway. So for me, it was actually like this album is the first time that I actually let myself just have a lead vocal that wasn't so drowned in background vocals and i think i used to use background vocals as a sort of crutch but that being said i still love to it's a go-to decision every time there's an opportunity to flesh flesh out or use vocals as an instrument instead of doing a synth pad that's one of my favorite things to do yeah. and just you know, use your voice, use your, a chorus of yourself and, and kind of do each voice a little bit differently, like maybe a little different timbre so that it feels really like a group, which is something that Prince definitely used to do. And yeah, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's one of my faves. Yeah. I, I think maybe going forward, I'm, I'm going to push myself even more to do like a drive, just a friggin' drive vocal and just like go with that, but yeah, still going to have background vocals. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love that. And it uh, takes mixing engineer. I feel like mixing engineers, you need to sometimes push them to like raise them up. But right? I want more oh, yes. background vocals. You know? Yes. Yes. No, I agree with you on that for sure. Sometimes I'm always like, uh, it needs to be up. I can't even hear those. And that was intentional, you know, like creating those stacks. So, yeah. And I, and no, no, you know, I understand that they just take up 
even more space and right. all of that. And there's a reason for all of that. But I find myself, yeah, often being like, sounds great. I just need the background <laughs> vocals to be raised like 20 dB. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, you do have a music video for this song. So I want to talk about that as well. What was the idea behind the concept of the video? Well, the video is the first of all it's the sixth video fifth video in a series of seven videos um okay. that i've done for this album and so for those who want to start at the beginning it's uh it's been a wild ride each video has kind of led to the next and mm -hmm. oh i like that we find ourselves in this it, wait this is the fifth sorry I don't, it doesn't matter this is i think the <laughs> fifth video and the last video I made for a song called Let Me Cry, I decided to change it up and do a video that was just one take, one shot, just me and the the, the, the filmmaker, Charles mm -hmm. Beale. It was me and him um, doing where I'm doing expressive sort of dance and movement down a New York City street and just letting myself completely go because that's the theme of that song. Mm -hmm. So for the next, and there's a certain outfit that I wear that's, on my album cover, there's long story short, there's a clone of me. There's two miles is on my album cover. One is wearing a certain outfit. The other is wearing another outfit. There's a whole world y'all can step into whenever yeah. you're ready. But <laughs> the last video was in one outfit. Then I was like, okay, you know, what? I'm going to do like a flip side, a sort of Jekyll and Hyde of that and do it in this other outfit, mm -hmm. which is basically an oversized business suit. And I wanted to have it take place in some sort of nature that is also encumbered by some sort of industry or some sort of metal structure, just, you know, intensity. So we went to New Jersey where there's a lot of nature and industry that are just like, you know, fighting for, for space. Mm -hmm. And yeah, basically the approach of the video was I'm going to just do one take again, but this time I'm going to act like I'm, confronting my self and trying to run from myself and not knowing what's going on and confronting my nature except this time i'm gonna run into my dad mm. that's gonna be the the sort of climax of the video where you've just watched two and a half minutes of me just alone and then suddenly my dad appears and then we do a dance together and it was it was a very simple concept compared to the others, and it ended up being something I'm really proud of. It was a lot of work for Charles, the filmmaker, and yeah, it was a small, it was literally just like us three. And, yeah. and so, yeah, everybody go check it out. Yeah, I, it actually made me cry at oh. the end. Yeah, I... <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, but thank you. Oh, no, no, yeah, like, <laughs> don't even... Don't have to apologize for that. No, I actually thought really, it was really beautiful. And I was actually going to ask you if it was shot in one take because there were moments where I was like, there's no, like, I, I couldn't figure out. I was like, where would they even like edit this? You know, like, so that is really interesting to know that, yeah, you shot it all in one take. And did you kind of, did you improvise the movement or was that kind of like choreographed a little bit? The 
the movement with my with my dad was something we decided right before filming. We were like, let's do this sort of thing. Okay. But then everything leading up to that is all completely improvised. And it's something that I really, really love to do is just like just the idea of of placing improv within a very not improvised setting, which is a music video where usually things are figured out to the T. There's choreography, there's shots, there's lighting. To sort of put improvisation into something, a structure like that is, I love it. So basically, yeah, everything was, impro- all the movement was improvised and it's just me doing certain movements and gestures that come to me in the moment. I tried not to practice too much at all. and. Right. Just, just sort of inhabit the the song as best as I could. How was it working with your dad? Was this the first time he's been in a video? Actually, actually, no. He he was in one of my first videos I made back in 2018. Very, okay. very brief little cameo, but this was way different. Um, yeah. It was, you know, my album is my the album cover has my actual parents on it. There, mm. the album is a lot about masculinity and and relating it to all that so i was like well might as well have my parents so we can really kind of conjure a vibe without having to act too much and i think my parents were like you know in the beginning of all of this they were like so what does this mean what do, what do, what do you mean by like because we have a great relationship and i'm not my songs aren't explicitly about them it's about a bigger thing but of course right. i'm drawing from personal experiences so Anyway, my dad, I love him, and he was great. He has a history of, of he, he, was a music, he is a musician and was oh. a hustling artist when yeah. he was my age. So he, he knows the deal, and he, he knew, you know, he has some acting chops, so it, I really didn't have to give him much. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Well, is there anything else about the writing, production, or recording process of the song, or even the music video process that you would love to share? I guess musically, I will say that initially when I was writing the song, I intended for it to have sort of two rhythmic feels at the same time. I wanted it to bounce back and forth from halftime feel where it's like boom. And then at the same time, like in the pre-choruses and sort of implied throughout, it, is, it also has the And for a long time throughout the process of making the song, those two kind of coexisted where the verses would be more halftime and then it would go into double time for the pre-choruses. And it was another production decision to really lean more towards the halftime and embrace it more and to have the double time be in there in a certain way but i think part of my one of the things that i've worked on over the years is committing more to less and not muddying the waters too much i could just Mm -hmm. keep adding stuff and adding stuff right in my mind it all makes sense yeah but then i play it for someone and i'm like did did you like how like (laughs) double time and halftime at the same time and they're like um you know yeah i I didn't really notice and then my whole world just like explodes (laughs) 
So yeah, over the years I've worked on like just being like, you know, I think this really needs to just be halftime and it can be a thing that you describe on a podcast someday, but you don't need to like (laughs) put it in the song. So yeah, that's another little tidbit about the many different iterations of this track. Yeah. I love when you talk to someone and, or like even just a friend or even at least for me, like my parents, you're like, did you hear this like moment and, or this sound? And they're like, what (laughs) they just have no idea what you're talking about it's it's there i cherish those moments because when you can play it for someone who doesn't have any perspective it's that Mm. is golden oh my god it's blank (laughs) canvas and you just throw this song at them and it makes you remember what you know what people hear when they hear songs they're they're not inside your brain you know yeah so would you say for this album as a whole like I know you said like you have a great relationship with your parents, but they were asking questions um, about certain things. Would you say that this strengthened it or or was there something that maybe they asked you not to share? It sounds like they're just really supportive, you know, of, of your career and your artistic style. So, yeah, I just I just wanted I was curious to know about that. Yeah, I mean. There, there hasn't been. They're very game, and I think that I've, if, if I hadn't already sort of talked with them through the years about the things that I'm talking about in my music, it would right. be a little more awkward, or or there'd be more to iron out. But mm-hmm. I've been harping on these subjects for for a long time, oh, and they've and yeah. and they're you know we're open. We, we have those conversations about you know masculine you know i've i've my mom has been on the other side of my phone calls where I'll, I'll be at a family dinner and just be so angry at how my uncle acts and so after the dinner i'll call my mom and be like can you believe that he said like, ah, ah. and she's like i know he so you know she, she we then we'll talk about toxic masculinity or right you know when i came out as non-binary and you know, we had those conversations and not that they were all like peachy and everything was like okay miles whatever right but, like you know, it came up. And so for them, I think they see that I'm now just fleshing this world out and doing, Mm -hmm. doing the thing that I've been dreaming of and talking about forever. So I think they've pretty much been like, okay, yeah, like, you know, nobody's like, you know, getting naked or chopping someone's head off or like, you know, uh, there'd probably be some sort of discussion then, but this is all like, I think within the realm of their own sense of humor and their sense of like fun and playing. So yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I consider myself lucky. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Miles, can you tell everyone where they can listen to nature and watch the video of course, and where they can follow you on social media? Yes, I can. I can tell you all that. I'm at Insamiles on all the things, the Instagrams, the MySpace, the Friendster, and, and all the regular things. And yeah, Miles Francis on, on, on all the things. Again, Spotify, Bandcamp, Apple, what, what, what have you, title, MySpace. And yeah, my album, Good Man, comes out March 4th. And Nature is one of the singles on that album. And yeah, I just I I appreciate you having me on. I hope uh, a couple people go check it out. Yes, yes. Thank you so much, Miles, for coming on my show and and dissecting this with me and and opening up about everything. Oh, thank you for having me and asking such great questions.
You can listen to the full song on your favorite music platforms or check out SoundScrub Presents Featured Sounds playlist on Spotify. Make sure to follow me, your host, Lisa Denae, on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Twitter, and many more at Lisa Denae or at Lisa Denae Music. If you're enjoying the show and would love to support SoundScrub, please visit lisadenae.com forward slash SoundScrub for more details. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.